welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Selat. And we are a paranormal romance podcast that reads and reviews romance books and tells you all about them. Yay! Thanks for joining us this week. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a new <laughs> year for us. Yes. <laughs> Anything you... <laughs> Any New Year's resolutions for no. you? Well, we already did our New Year's episode, and I'm going to just have to remember whatever I said there. Oh, yeah. We were talking about writing books and shit, and like, mm-hmm. you were going to finish all of your stories no. on your Audible, every single one, <laughs> and never buy a brand new one again until they're all done. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> and I was going to play video games. Yes. That was it. <laughs> I haven't done any of those. None. None of it. Well. But the year is young. <laughs> it is very young. I also have not listened to any. <laughs> I have, uh, however, read uh, library books and listened to library books and not the ones I've already purchased and owned. Yeah, you were supposed to give up Libby. Uh, well, turns out I put a bunch of books on hold. So, you know, they're coming. <laughs> It is what it is. It's just, there's just, you know. So many. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's I have too many <laughs> that I have to somehow consume. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm supposed to come up with a quickie. <laughs> and we did not discuss this beforehand. So I have to come up with one like super On fast. The <laughs> On the spot. Which is... Okay, so knowing that fairy tales have typically have true backstories, like we're not thinking about Disney versions of what is now fairy tale stories, right? But like the Brothers Grimm and other versions of fairy tale stories, Mm -hmm. what would be your favorite one that you've heard or that you've read or whatever? That's like the original story. Hmm. Because they're all, like, dark and... They're real dark, and usually people are, like, getting killed or eaten or... <laughs> or raped or, like, yeah, like... Raped. Yeah, there's lots of <laughs> issues with a lot of stuff these. that's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'll have to admit that I haven't read any. Like, the true story is just, like, little snippets of what the context of yeah. like, each story yeah. is. I have read some of the originals, and they are super dark and creepy. Mm. Um... I can just say that, like, growing up, one that always was my favorite and intrigued me the most was The Princess and the Pea. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's, like, thinking about it as an adult woman, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 But the idea, I think it's because I don't sleep very well. So, like, this woman, she's trying to stay in this... She's a princess on the run or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Or she doesn't know she's a princess, but she really is. Yeah. And they keep they put a pee under her bed, and she keeps feeling it through like seven different mattresses and every blanket and all of the you know pillows, and she's still uncomfortable and can't sleep because there's this pee underneath her, and that proves she's a princess because princesses are delicate <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> wimpy, I guess. But somehow, I really just loved it as a kid. I was like, I'm a princess. <laughs> I can't I don't sleep, sleep with pee. <laughs> all these peas that my mom put under my bed. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it doesn't, I don't like it now. As an adult, I'm like, damn, that's a dumbass fucking (laughs) (laughs) fairy tale to teach women, like, or little girls. Oh, yeah. Be so sensitive and delicate that you can't even sleep on a pee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. She's forms of torture, like kneeling on dry rice. I think sleeping on a pee between seven mattresses. Doesn't seem like a bad idea. No, no. <laughs> Probably not yeah. that difficult to do. But yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that doesn't directly answer the question, but it is at least one that for some reason was my favorite as a kid. And now upon reevaluating it, I go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. It's along the same lines. I mean, I haven't ever. My, my interest would be the actual, like the true Beauty and the Beast story because that's my favorite story. Uh huh. I don't know. I would like to read an original version of that to understand what the true story behind it was and Mm -hmm. not the disney version of it because i love i love hearing the true versions or like the original versions of it the more morbid versions of it like the little mermaid 
Sleeping oh, Beauty yeah. and all of those those other ones. It's like, holy shit. Well, because they were always supposed to be kind of like cautionary tales mm-hmm. during a really dark and difficult time in Europe when like the play you, know, you really had to like tell your kids like, don't go fuck around because if you fuck around, you will die. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you already have a pretty low mortality rate. So mm-hmm. <laughs> or high mortality rate, I guess is the rule. Yeah. You die a lot. We lose a lot kids a lot at that time. Yes. <laughs> so they're like, so don't don't add to it by going around fucking around with things you shouldn't be fucking around with. So you're already only gonna make it to thirty. So <laughs> <Yes>. don't <laughs> don't don't cut your life even shorter. So Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow that werewolf into the woods or yes, whatever. Don't do it. Especially if you're going to wear a red cape. It's not mm-hmm. not going to be good for you. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Which brings us to the book that we read this week, which is Seduced by Moonlight by Kenya Wright. This is the first book of the Love, Death, and Magic series narrated by J.F. Harding and Wesley Siobhan. So, Clitz Notes, perhaps? Um, sure. We're a small town, Washington, and Imani is a waitress who's just dreaming of getting out of the town, like saving enough money so she can retire and leave that life behind. She's had kind of a tough one, you know, lost father early, lost mother early, you know, like raising her sister, just kind of stuff like that. And then a bunch of bikers show up in town and they're big, burly, hot, muscled mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous men and they're all you know race and creed and style of man yep <laughs> so she's she's waiting on him at her cafe and you know they're pretty sexy and she overhears one of them go we can't come here again otherwise i'll fuck the waitress and eat her up yep <laughs> and she's all like damn uh, okay <laughs> sir <laughs> And that is Aiden. He's the alpha of this pack. And they're trying to find a place to live after the wars. There's a bit. Okay. So they, Kenya sets up a whole uh, world history of her supernaturals where they originate from powers bequeathed by the moon. Mm -hmm. So when humans were very, very young um, and hiding in caves to stay safe from like animals and and other predators that hunted. Um, Some humans felt safe enough or strong enough or ventured foolheartedly enough out into the moonlight at night. And few who were very close to like wolf packs became shifters and others became witches. They were given like elemental power. And for a while that was fine. And there was, you know, still the humans that stayed in the caves, plus the shifters and the the witches. And then some point the witches tried to take power from shifters or become the the leaders of the supernatural world through a dark ritual magic spell. And in doing so, they became vampires. The The moon cursed them. So they became moon cursed instead of moon blessed like the other two to feed on blood and not be able to rise during the day mm-hmm. and to have pretty awful vampiric lives. And then throughout the centuries, you know, different groups fed on the humans who were called fatals. Which is such a funny word it is. to have, like, to just mm-hmm. call, call a Humans. group of people, like, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> we just call you the dead ones. Yep. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, different times they eat them, they hunt them, you know, some some try to protect them, but it's it just shifts throughout time. And there's a lot of wars, like wars between the witches and the shifters, between the shifters and the vampires, between this group and that group and this group. You know, they add, you know, some shifters fought with the witches, some with the vampires. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just crazy. But there's been a lot of war, a lot of death. There's very few of any of the supernatural beings anymore, um, especially werewolves. There's only five women <laughs> or ten very women. Very few. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. Yeah. so... But the wars are over. Everything's kind of stable, at least for now. And so this wolf pack that Aiden's put together are looking for kind of a home. They want to find a place to just settle down, uh, put down roots, and then obviously find their mates. Although he has a rule about you can't mate with fatals, except, like I said, there's seriously like 10 There's no more. 10 women. So I'm like, well, that's just not enough. <laughs> You're going to have to mate with somebody. But anyway... He starts feeling this attraction towards Imani, um, and she's like, 
yeah, I'm attracted to you, but you're creepy and I don't, you know, you said that crazy thing and I don't need this. <laughs> and so he he, st- he kind of stalks her a little bit. He hangs out beside her house. He pees all around oh, he pees around her property. He sets his men around her property and <laughs> he seriously like sent marks her whole property and I was like, dude, all right. <laughs> But anyway, the there's a, a bad witch coven. They come. They're fighting some kind of prophecy thing. Blah blah blah. He basically tells her, "We're mates. You are un- in danger, and I have to protect you while this witch thing is happening. So you need to come back to the cabin with me." And of course, every time they're together, or they're touching, or they, you know, there's electricity and and power and so many emotions, and she doesn't know what her body's doing. And they have these sexy dreams where they meet up and fuck each other, and and the pack is going all sex crazed because they all have to find their mates too. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a moment where the beta thinks that he that she's his mate, and he wants to try, and that's a big fight, and mm-hmm. like not cool. Uh, turns out he's really mated to her sister, so... So he's attracted <laughs> what, to the blood. <laughs> yeah, so once he smells her sister, he's like, oh, no, it's not a mommy. It's... 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 it's uh, Harper. Uh, what's her name? Harper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So naturally, they pursue their attraction to each other. They fuck. She finds out all about this wolf pack and the secret world of paranormal mm-hmm. that, you know, she's not ever known before. She gets scared, runs away. He's like, oh, no, uh, I can't. <laughs> I'll let you go, but I have to follow you and protect you. So all of us show up and yeah. just stand around your house forever? I don't know. Well, what yeah, because he is eternally mated is. to her now. Well, not eternally, but... They live for and like it, 150 years or whatever. Yeah. He kept saying, like, he said that once and then still fucked her. And I was like, you, you need to say the words forever more times before you fuck yes. a human. Dude, I will be bound to you forever. Yeah. You need to understand what forever means because yeah. he said it and she's just like, yeah, whatever. Let's fuck and then we'll see. And he's like, no, forever means forever. Anyway, they obviously stay together. Mm-hmm. They take care of the witches. They find out that there's some prophecy that she will be the mother of a super strong, almost immortal tribe of like warriors to come um, that won't be as easily killed. I mean, werewolves are already pretty not easily killed, but these ones will be even less easily killed. <laughs> And all of the other wolves, too. If they find their mates, all of them will birth this new generation of warriors. So she naturally is pregnant by the end of the book and in the epilogue gives birth to Ellie's son. Mm-hmm. And uh, her sister is now mated to Blaze. Blaze and is also pregnant. And there's pretty sure that the witch is mated to the delta of the pack, but she's a little bit more stubborn. She's, yeah. <laughs> well, at least she knows about paranormal shit beforehand. So Yeah. She's like, well, I actually am a witch, so we'll see if I made it to you or not. So, but yeah, that's the. I mean, you know these books. This is what the book is. is. It's the same story. It's the same story and and everything. But the you know there was good sex in here. There's plenty of fucking great sex. I love the different plays and all of the other fairy tale stories that she like. She sets up like you said. She sets up the history of the witches, the shifters, and the vamps, and how they be, or at least how the vamps came about, which I thought was real interesting. She gives a little bit of history of their understanding of Little Red Riding Hood. So it's just all these like little fun things that that come into play. Yeah. Imani's just out there trying to find her own. She's a (laughs) Disney princess, doesn't have parents. (laughs) And she's got a sassy little sister that's obviously attracted to the... She's fun. She is fun. fun. Her story was real quick. I know. I kind of want more on it because I I really want her to try to reconcile how she's going to bring that teacup poodle (laughs) to the Packlands. (laughs) Yes, because that teacup poodle did not like the werewolf. No, he's just <laughs> shitting and peeing all over the place because he's ter- Well, yeah, terrified of all the big dogs. He's a fucking <laughs> yeah. teacup poodle who kept shitting on the floor yeah. every time it saw a werewolf. <laughs> so I just want. I, I mean, even if that's just like a short, I just yes. want to read that story. I want to read like her trying to figure out how she can still have her pet poodle and her uh. werewolf mate. And how her werewolf is like, I don't like that poodle. He's kind of obsessive yes. of you. You know, like he, like, you know how dogs can oh, be yeah. like kind of possessive. Mm-hmm. And so now the poodle and the werewolf are fighting over her. Like, I just feel like that would be hilarious. I do too. I think, and within that story, she could describe other dynamics of wolf and dog relationships because at the end at their, I think it was their wedding or their 
mating ceremony. It was uh, Imani and Aiden's. They'd hunted a wolf and chopped off his head. Oh, I know. And I was like, but that I thought, hard. but aren't you guys wolves? Like, aren't you guys yeah. like, sort of in the same family? She had to eat its heart. She had to eat its heart. Raw. Just like fucking eat it. I don't know how she did that. I would have been like, I, I'm out oh, now. No. <laughs> yeah, that was totally like, like Game of Thrones type Bounce. of thing. <laughs> But I want to understand that dynamic between, because, like, the poodle is, like, super scared of all of the big dogs, but then they went and killed, like, an actual wolf. I don't know. I feel like maybe a deer <laughs> or yeah. a pig I mean, that something. one was hard. That yeah. was tough. It was really and, weird. I mean, but he said he had to hunt it in his human form. Yes. But that's still, like, that's a... That's a hey, I don't. I didn't write sort, it, right? I know. The, I, I would think it would be like your, yeah, your, your fucking, yeah, you know, cousin or something. Exactly. Like, especially not that maybe it's because they don't have any magical elements tied to them. Um, and Im- imagine being three months pregnant and being told you're going to eat a raw wolf's heart <laughs> for a ceremony. You can eat it. I mean, I've, that's what you. Can I've eat. never been pregnant, but I've heard that it, it's a real sensitive situation, especially. <laughs> in that first trimester Ooh, yeah about what you can and can't eat and can and can't smell yes and i just imagine trying to tell a pregnant woman mm-hmm. here eat this raw wolf heart no i couldn't even open the refrigerator door without fucking yakking there's no yeah. way in hell i'm gonna have something bloody raw which like, and just super fucking gamey yes you know and also is this your long lost cousin i'm not gonna eat him it just doesn't seem right it doesn't it seems wrong but hey <laughs> <laughs> but she did it. She fucking warriored through that shit. She ate the whole she thing. Did. I was like, damn. She, without puking, which I... Ugh. I was throwing up just listening to it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was... I had a visceral reaction to it, too. And I was like, nope. Not down with this at all. <laughs> do not. Like, do uh, not want. No, thank you. But that is why I am not married to an alpha wolf oh, of no. a pack. There's a lot of reasons. Um, also, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that seriously, at the diner, the very first time he sees her, he's like, I can smell her. And she's three days away from ovulation. And I was like, oh, my guess is you're going to fuck her in three days and she's going to get pregnant. And guess what? The clock fucking started, guys. <laughs> like the second he said that line, I was like, well, shit. She's already basically got a baby. I want to know what algorithm is going through his brain that he knows it's three days away. He just knows. (laughs) Well, he can smell the pheromones, the different hormones. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and she just did, like, for someone who's professed to care, because, like, she was scared about everything, right? And she wasn't 100% sure. Mm -hmm. She sure raw-dogged him, like, multiple times before... (laughs) She really sat down to discuss whether she wanted fucking kids or not. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's how you that's how you get pregnant, that lady. Is. That's how Did no one ever tell you how you got pregnant. <laughs> not yeah. Not even one instance where they were just like a little bit of protection, maybe? A little <laughs> let's try pull out. I don't know. A little something. Too, too late. Something. But like you said, they're hot fucking scenes. Like, it's mm. a hot, sexy book. I really enjoyed it, it. I liked the – it's also one – I think it's one of our few ones that's told from first-person perspective for each character. Yeah. So we get Amani and then we get Aiden's perspectives, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And the narrators were fantastic. Yeah. I thought and they we were loved, good. like, a good mixed-race couple. They're super sexy. Mm-hmm. And she is not – I guess not – fully fully full figured oh i think she's full figured. oh is she okay i couldn't tell because i know that they were talking about her curves and how she'd like plumped up a little bit in her last at one point years, i but... think she called her butt biscuits and gravy ass <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that's a full figure term. <laughs> okay well that, that just, works i'm just guessing okay yeah i mean actually i love it when when it when the reader or the writer leaves it up to the reader's imagination like they give it a, That's enough true. description of the characters i already did that even before yeah but to yeah i mean so it's really up to you if you how full yeah. figure you envision her mm-hmm. yeah exactly i get you so i don't know i loved it i i thought it was a, a lot of fun and the sex was real good and of course the storyline it's all pretty much the same it is always the secrets that really gets to me because she had that i'm gonna go stay in the forest with these dudes that i just met at the diner i work at no fucking way. and uh not tell my sister about it <laughs> yeah no fucking way <laughs> my only living family no fucking way. <laughs> 
I wouldn't let any of my friends fuck it. Like, if I just was like, guys, I'm going to go off with these bikers and I'll see you in a couple of the days. Hell you guys you would are. be like, the fuck you are. Look, we didn't look. There was a bar scene after Chiemi's wedding that you and I were too tired to stay at, but we stayed because we weren't going to leave Emily. No, we ain't fucking leaving no, Emily. It's not. It's girl code. Everyone tried to make code. us leave Emily. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> good fucking luck. Yeah. What are you going to do? Make me drive away? Exactly. Oh, you can't make me do that. Nope. I'll sit here all day. I will fight you. <laughs> that, <laughs> fight that Emily? That's my I, I'll Emily. I'll sit in this chair until it's fucking noon the next day if she's still here. I know 23-year-old Marines that would take you down. <laughs> Don't fuck with uh, Those were breakable. You could sit snap <laughs> oh my God, on them. Oh, they were just like the littlest guys. To be Don't purpose. Oh my God, that's funny. But anyway, yeah, no, there's no fucking way. I had my book with me. How did I have my book you with absolutely me? absolutely brought your fucking book with you. You bought a book to a wedding and then an after party of the wedding. Yes. Yes, you did. You're reading a book at a bar. <laughs> I mean, I usually read books at bars. That's not unusual. The fact, I was like, wait, wait, how did I have it at the fucking wedding? We went back to go get the car. That's right. We had the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we I was like, did I car. carry that book around the whole wedding? Because <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I just got it out of the car yeah. once we were like, we'll just sit outside. And I was yes, like, I'll read. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And some people were like, are you reading? And you're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. You see the book in front of me? <laughs> anyway, I mean, we had fun okay. first and then oh, she yeah. had fun later. Oh, yeah. No, it was all good. But the point is, is that you just don't skip out on it. Like, you're there. You don't. And you don't let your sister just go off no. with biker dudes for a weekend without telling you. Because it was that is what she at least told her that that is where she was. She was going to be with these guys far, far away, right? But she didn't give her any other context. That was enough, at least I would think, Harper for her to be like, uh, well, and, and the nine unreturned calls. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm roundabout, like, okay, first off, mm-hmm. you leave this weird-ass note that you're just going off with the bikers, and then I, I can't get a hold of you yeah. for a day? Mm-mm. No, we're going to, ha- I'm going to find you. Like, I'm going to fucking find my phone or whatever the hell That's I That's a call to, to the police. That's a missing persons report. <laughs> That's uh, kidnapping. It's yeah, all of that. I'll be like, so, yeah. a lot of scary shit happened, and we need to find her yeah yeah she i mean and she kept like looking at the missed messages and then not calling her sister i was like oh you can't do that and there wasn't at least that i caught maybe you caught it but there wasn't any like thinking that she was protecting her in any way especially because she knew that the other part of the pack was there to watch after her and protect her also from the witches yeah or from the bad witches but there was nothing nothing at all to indicate that harper's life was I don't know. It was it was so difficult for me. And I, I hate seeing that between the couples where the because he straight up right away was like, I'm your mate. We're meant to be blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm, he was truthful mm-hmm. at the beginning. But then she yes. wasn't honest with herself with how she felt with him and also with her sister, which was really hard for me because I'm like, that's your sister. Literally the only family you have left. Exactly. And she was being really chill about because she's just like, so you left, you came back. But the whole time you were gone, this dude was stalking yeah. the house. <laughs> Yeah, she was. And, and of course, you know, if you know nothing about paranormal, I loved her jump to g- drugs and cartel. Yeah. And that's exactly where you go. Because who runs fucking drugs? Motorcycle gangs. Yes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And she, I, I love that. I love that too. She was just like, what the fuck else am I supposed to believe? And then she kept being like, you're on drugs. They've got you addicted. Yes. And now you're trying to go back with them. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm sober. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that you are. I would have thought trafficking I would have thought yeah. the absolute worst. Absolutely. <laughs> Poor Harper. <laughs> Aw. Well, but then she saw Blaze and everything was fine. She's like, oh, wait, hold on. She's like, hello. I get it now. <laughs> I understand. And then he's just like, he didn't fuck around. She, he no. was just like, this is what's happening. He told her before Imani told her. So <laughs> she found out about this world from Blaze, mm-hmm. who is their fated mates. And yes, and she's pregnant by the end, too. But it's like, mm, I understand the fate bond thing, but that's your sister. I don't know. I just can't get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always easier if they have, like, nobody, because then they can just move on to a new life. Yeah. They don't have to be. <laughs> But, like, the whole time, I was like, that diner said she could take off, like, a day or two. She's been gone for a while. That, too. <laughs> The poor diner no longer has any staff. <laughs> any competent staff. 
Oh, that's true. They have the one new waitress who drops plates, five plates a day. Exactly. That was too many plates in one day. I thought the grandma was going to have a little bit more play in this story. I thought maybe she would have had a tie to either the wolves or the witches or the vamps, somebody or something else, instead of just being like the mom's best friend, which, you know, it's all good. But Well, like in the one we just read, His Fate, mm-hmm. where the whole town actually was sifters, but nobody, like she didn't know because she didn't know about shifters. Right. But like the whole town just secretly they, was. They already knew. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of was like, well, this is a weird off the map kind of town. Maybe it's all yeah. paranormal, right? And like this one human family just moved in and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, don't <laughs> let them know. <laughs> Keep it from them. <laughs> don't tell the Hendersons. <laughs> um, what? There's a lot of sexy stuff in the book, but also like... So what did you think of all of the dreams where they were, you know, getting down with each other? And also like his wolf who had a name and I've forgotten it. Not Caleb, but Conry. Conry. Yeah. Who was also very attracted. <laughs> he was. Yes. Oh, oh. Imani. And there were like, okay. Yes. I have I have a few thoughts about Conry <laughs> and the dreams and stuff. Because obviously the wolf that's inside the head is always wanting to fuck no matter what. Mine take mm-hmm. you know yep. like fuck all like it's the one word <laughs> growling that they could do themselves because that's what aided had taught connery he taught him how to say fuck yep. but whenever he had like the visions of being with imani and like fucking her he was in wolf form yeah and so it was connery that was controlling those thoughts and he had more control of the dreams yes so yes. i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't in my I... head imagine a wolf and a human fucking no, no, and especially not just any old wolf, but a giant werewolf. The descriptions were pretty egregious in terms of size. Oh, they were terrible. <laughs> well, they were ter- yes, but then she kept saying his penis is too big to fit in me, and I'm like, that's an animal. That's a you shouldn't even be thinking about fucking a wolf. I don't think she what? was, but I think he was fucking thinking about fucking her, and he just didn't comprehend the difference. And I was like, well, I, I get it from his perspective, but when she was talking about it, she was talking about how big. His, his penis was too big and in my head i think the first thing you should have said is that's a wolf no <laughs> <laughs> like he has a wolf penis that's cool no. like i get it but like you shouldn't even be thinking about getting fucked by a wolf at all that's no an, I, d- a dog. I was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like here's the thing so like Conry is sending those images to Aiden uh-huh. and they're like upsetting like but they're supposed to be sexy and I'm just like but Aiden he just destroyed her <laughs> like, ripped her in half <laughs> fucked her in the ass and just like, like she's not gonna be, she probably is dying right now <laughs> there's internal bleeding happening like <laughs> organs is placement it's not okay <laughs> don't let the wolf do it don't let the wolf do it and uh, he doesn't but I mean still. he doesn't it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. which is very very good. We're, it's all very nice that it does not happen. And she does seem to have like She's control over him. Conry yes. and that she can just say mm-hmm. no and he like calms down and does yeah. not rape her. But it's super weird. As that part I was just like, huh? It, it, it is very weird. And, and yeah, it was meant to be sexy, but it was for me and obviously for you too, it was a little bit more uncomfortable than anything. Obviously, the sex scenes and the the sex dreams between her and Aiden were amazing. Those were really they good. They were very good. And I did appreciate, unlike some of our other wolf books, like he didn't go full on alpha, like demanding submission. Yes. Like he wasn't true. just like, submit to me or I will kill mm-hmm. you. And you're like, um, I don't want to. <laughs> nah, that that's not feel cool. good. I don't like it. So I did like that because, yeah, in some of our books, they get a little bit too much. You have to submit or I can't, you know, yeah. my wolf won't accept it. And I'm like, that's, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Or any nodding. <laughs> there wasn't any nodding, which I also appreciate. Oh, also, yeah, please. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. No for nods. not nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of waiting for that because Conry seemed so like really mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. the whole thing. And he's like, I want to fuck her in my form. And we're, no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> No, don't do it. I'm not okay with it. I think that's the one thing that in romance, not the one thing, but that's one of the things in romance that I just goes a little too far for me mm-hmm. in, in our paranormal books. I'm just like, at the, at the other half of that equation is just a normal, regular mm-hmm. human woman body. And yes. it doesn't want that. <laughs> 
Like we weren't meant for those. No. <laughs> like my it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. <laughs> and in fact, some of the books that we read, some of the women don't survive those. Like they just they mm-hmm. die. <laughs> so Yeah, and I don't like that I don't either. Like that. But aside from those dreams, the ones between Imani and Aiden in his regular or in his, you know, human form were good. They were really good. I I enjoyed them. They were written descriptively. There are some parts. So they do talk during their sex scenes. They talk a lot. They do talk a lot. However, for some reason, maybe it was just what I was feeling while I was listening to it or the like emotions I was. I don't know. Maybe I was three days away from my period. too. I don't know. But these ones didn't bother me as much. And they used, like, she used cock and pussy and, like, they they said all those words and I want you to fuck me and, like, all of that. Yeah. And it didn't bother me as much as, like, the other ones do. And I can't. That's interesting because I was bothered. Yeah. I thought it would bother me. I think it was just. Especially the aggressive use of the word pussy by her. Yes. She used it a lot. She called it that all the Mm -hmm. time, which is fine. I mean, if that's what you call your vagina, call it whatever makes you happy. It's yours. But I was just like. No, it it was so. Yeah, it was so aggressive. And she didn't step back from it at all. She would. She. No. She fucking said it. And that's good, too, because she knew what she wanted. Mm -hmm. She wanted him to lick it. Lick it good. And she thought, I want you to lick my pussy. That's what she said. And he's like, I want you to suck my dick. And, you know, like, they were straight up. (laughs) That's true. But for some reason, it had to have been timely for me because these ones didn't bother me as much. And it's almost the same exact language. Yeah. No, it definitely depends on when in your cycle you read these things. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to be more susceptible to (laughs) some of it at different times. Mm Where you're just like, this is fine. I'll take all of it. And then other times you're like, meh, it's not turning me on right now. Yeah, because, I mean, not even a couple books ago, we were talking about a different story where all they did was fucking talk. And, oh, I think it was Helen's book um, <laughs> where they talked way, way, way too like every single time. And it was just too much for me when they were mm-hmm. going through their intimate scenes. But this one, I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, she's like, fuck me. Fuck, you know, fuck me with your big cock. Like, mm-hmm. straight up saying it like that. Maybe I don't know if it was also... Perhaps the narrators that helped with it a little bit. Her voice is sexy. Her voice is sexy. And it sounds real. Like it sounded like it didn't sound like strange or, you know, like, I don't know. It sounded authentic. Like she really did was saying it as opposed to sometimes just reading. Sometimes what you hear is like a person reading. You don't hear. She was acting the part. Yeah. And so that sound that that. It's fine because then you kind of stay in the scene. If if you kind of fall out and are just listening to a narrator mm-hmm. read a book to you, that feels less authentic and it's harder to hear, especially the sex scenes read that way. Yeah, absolutely. You're just like, it'd be like just me saying it because I won't say it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no way I could do it. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I wouldn't want to hear myself fucking saying that. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. She was saying she was seeing it with the right fluctuations and the right tone and all that i know exactly what you're saying she did really good and it did mm-hmm. that could absolutely be part of the reason why i was like this works i think this one's this totally it. okay yeah yeah but he went down on her a ton like a yeah. lot a lot and there was a point later he loved on it. yeah <laughs> and he and he loved she fucking loved it now was that their first sexual interaction or did they which one um like the real life one was it was it going down on her or was it just sex in the forest was that their first oh he no he ate her out first but up against a tree like where he lifted her up and held her in the air against the tree over his head man those wolves like trees right they They fucking love love the wilderness i would have been so fucking like i don't care how strong a person is like if he's holding me at shoulder like height with my legs like over his shoulder up against the tree i'd be like i'm gonna fall i would have for sure like and if i flail while (laughs) orgasming then i'm gonna fall i'm gonna fall and he's obviously six some feet tall so now i'm that fucking high you know like yeah no no no. i totally i don't care how strong you are i still am almost like maybe three and a half four feet up yeah i'm going to topple over the backside of you Well, I don't hold still very well. Like, I'm already not going to be still about the whole situation, but now I'm in the air against a tree. Like, no. I mean, I love it. It's still fucking, it's a good oh, scene. Oh, no, for sure. But, you know, grab Yeah, so she goes apart not... like twice that way. Yeah. She, like, she comes twice that way, and then he takes her to the ground and does her doggy style yep. in the fucking pine needles. Oh, man. We get, we've had so many of those scenes. 
So with, many. Like, okay, if you're plan, I don't know, maybe they, obviously they weren't planning it, but can we hide blankets around the woods or something? They were outside of his cabin. Go fucking <laughs> back inside. <laughs> That's true. Take her back. There's, there's She's very three light beds. There are three beds in there, a couch and a fucking uh, floor that doesn't have pine needles you, on yeah, it. Yeah, you can wait uh, about 100 feet to, uh, to fuck her. It just I seems would think. so uncomfortable with, I mean, like on her hands and knees, she was getting mm. it that which i mean the description was great it was a beautiful love scene and he's getting it like yes getting he is pounding he's pounding it. like it's not a your nice... knees are yes fucked up they're gonna get bloody and bruised and fucked on, yeah just they get fucked up on soft things when you're yes. <laughs> fucked from behind yes you gotta do that on a place that's yes <laughs> like a, if it's carpet it's the carpet burn carpet burns hardwood, are fucking it, real it's fucking yes oh yeah it doesn't matter bruises yeah. all over the knees mm-hmm. oh but man do i love listening to a good doggy style pounding i do too it's my favorite it's the greatest it's just <laughs> it's the fucking greatest i loved it oh and the ball's just slapping yes oh <laughs> I do appreciate those descriptions very well. That was because a- that's so real. That's, so that's real. what happens. That is so real. And but you know, like the caveat to that scene is now he is eternally tied to her. Oh yeah, I mean that he that had it. told her like yep. one one sexual encounter and that that's seals it. our mating. And she's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> she's like, ah, I don't. Think. I mean, she didn't say that, but she totally meant that oh she totally she absolutely meant it she in her her head the entire time was am i ready to be in a relationship with somebody forever who i just met and have kids when i didn't plan on having kids yeah i still yeah. want to fuck him i think i'm still gonna i mean fuck him. i would still want to fuck him I, too but but he's like but even with all those warnings and oh, after because no. she'd, she, she'd already seen him turn into a wolf by this so she believes that it's a real thing right so yeah after that i think i would heed to his warning a little bit i'd be like all right i'd be like you okay. mean forever you, forever because i actually saw you turn into a wolf so i believe you i believe this and so maybe not i mean he sounds hot as fuck i get it i totally get it he does he sounds super hot i didn't think the cover model on the yeah uh, the book you know the audible cover was as hot as he sounded i absolutely yeah i gave my guy long hair oh because she kept running her fingers through it And I was like, like well, this guy doesn't have long curls. Yeah, or like, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think it was super, super long, no. but it was enough that she r- could run her fingers through it. And the guy on the cover, you no. can't run your fingers Mm-mm. through that. You can't. You can't. You run it. No. Yeah, no, I was doing like a little bit shorter than like a Jon Snow type of thing in my head. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I have learned never to use the cover models. Never. They're terribly not I, appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. That's why I love the discrete covers now because I can yeah. fully, fully, truly make my own character in my head i agree i really do like when i don't yeah just let me decide what everybody mm-hmm. looks like yeah give me the little bit of descriptions of sure it. yeah if they have blue eyes gray eyes whatever dark hair all of that stuff but if it matters if it, yeah. yeah if it pertains to the story you know because his eyes do turn gold oh another mm-hmm. thing i thought was really funny i was just like mm, i can control the way my nose twitches but <laughs> oh <laughs> they were talking about my nose twitches when i lie <laughs> I thought it was cute. I think it's just a cute little sentiment to this story. I loved it so much. And it really did feel kind of like a canine thing, yes, like a doggy thing, where he's did. like, no, I don't love you. Yeah, His nose is all like twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. I think it's cute. And I had to separate the idea of her relying on that so much. And he can, like, how do you know that's not something he's doing himself? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like a, well, they explain it like it's a natural instinct with he lies then his nose will twitch but but i'm like but you know you can make your nose twitch. exactly that's what i kept saying i was like i was like you know that that is something that you can control so how do you just believe him right away and then rely on it for the rest of the book you're lying (laughs) are you do you need to sneeze (laughs) no you know i mean i thought it it was cute like it's a cute little ad or whatever it is but i just thought it was really funny um Hey, let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. All right. So aside from like dream sex that they have in here, they actually have the sex sex. But he actually goes down on her quite a bit. And the the oral scenes in this book are really good. And there was one point where she or he told her that he wanted her to suck his dick. But then he was like, no, that's okay. That uh, I'll get that later. <laughs> <laughs> what I need now is just to really be inside you and just fuck you. And she's like, cool. 
but the <laughs> that's exactly how it went. He's like, I want that, but that's not what I mean. Yes. <laughs> so the kids and tell for this book is our experiences. I mean, we've sort of talked about this already in other kids mm-hmm. and tells, but about oral sex. But I think we should try to get into the nitty gritty of how we truly feel. Uh, any experiences mm-hmm. that we want to share about it, because like the descriptions in this book were amazing. They were really good. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those shower scene type things, right? Oh, I agree entirely. Like even her at the very, I can't remember if it was the dream sex or her first. No, I think it was the first time in the forest Mm -hmm. when he was, um, had her up against the tree and was eating her out. Like she came really fast. And even in her head, she was like, oh, that's unusual. Like it usually takes quite a while, even with oral stimulation, you know, to, for me to come. And I feel like that's much more realistic. Like these books really make it seem like two or three tongue laughs and like a suckle and and you're done. done. And I don't have that personal experience. I mean, it feels fucking amazing, but it takes a while to get there. Yes. And I always feel bad because it's like... I know it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it needs to be like really steady and consistent. Oh, yeah. Because as soon <laughs> like, as you change your do speed the same or your shit. tempo, if, if you change, if you pause at all, you have to start over. <laughs> it resets the thing. You have to and hold the like, button down. You have to just keep petting the button in the same manner yes. over and over again. Consistently over and just over. Just pet the button. Just- <laughs> so, yeah, I can totally, I don't have fantastic, you know, orgasmic experiences with oral. I want to. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always much closer there than any other. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's not easy. And nope. so you do, like, you feel like, because you want to be like, stop, just do the same thing over again. <laughs> but you know they're tired and they're all like, can't breathe. And yeah. They're stuck down there and you're just like, it's fine, never mind, you're good. <laughs> what? Oh, I think it'll come up. Yeah, I think it's in the next book. So we, we shouldn't talk about it yet. Okay. The next book of this series or the next book we're no, reading? the next one we're reading. But it has a really good, like, much more realistic ending to oral sex where she, like, squeezes his head between her Yes. It's, like, really tight. Oh, my God. Really? That's actually a <laughs> yeah. scene that I've got that I've written. Because, like, that's my natural reaction, too, is I instantly close, close them because I'm like, you have to ride out that wave, right? And you have to hold it really tight. And so... <laughs> I do feel like I'd be afraid of like squishing their face. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And just being like, oops, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Did you just die a Did little you? bit? <laughs> I just like smacked your ears with my thighs. <laughs> and suffocated you right up against my fucking vagina. <laughs> just really oh. smothered you. Yeah. So, I mean, of late, most recently, I've had a couple very good oral experiences. And then I had one guy who's just not interested at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I mean, if you're not, you're not. But that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yep. It's it's, one of those things. And see, and I feel like I'm not interested in receiving as much as I am giving because I don't get the stimulation that I crave with that act. Mm -hmm. So... And it's not like it's a bad thing, but for me, it's not, it doesn't get me going. And I think this has a lot to do with why having sex in the shower and the water is not good for me. It's because I don't feel the friction. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's too slippery. And then it just kind of like glides over and then I don't feel anything, you know, Mm because then it's too wet and it's too slippery and it doesn't like stick enough to give it a little bit of texture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, right? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So for me, I don't prefer it. Like I just don't, it's not something that I've had that's been so incredibly good that I crave. Every once in a while, it's fine too. But also I do get like, I think that's probably one of the only things that I'm super self-conscious about is Mm -hmm. that where I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know, let's just do the normal way. (laughs) (laughs) But I also prefer penetration too. Yeah. I mean, I used to be, it was something that was really hard for me in my Mm -hmm. 20s and early 30s where I was just like, no, 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 because I was really unconfident. I mean, there's so much in your head telling you that, you know, is it clean enough? Does it smell right? Does it like, what does it taste like? You know, all this shit that you're constantly like we're being told we're gross. Yeah. And I didn't know 
was whether this is healthy or, or not normal healthy or, t- or yeah. normal mm-hmm. or not normal, you know, like all of this stuff. So it was harder when I was younger and I would freeze up and just sit there like, okay, how long are you going to do that for? And just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've gotten, I'm different as I grow older. I'm much more confident. I, I have read a lot more books about women's bodies mm-hmm. and anatomy and, and understanding my own, like through the cycle syncing process that I'm doing and, and just knowing what is normal, like what different phases of my cycle look like, like this is what it should be like. And this is what is normal now or, you know, at this phase or this phase. And and so I'm a lot more confident that it is fine. And you know what, if I can put your dick in my mouth, you can get down there. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, that's fine. Because I actually have less face that your dick is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think that's an important thing to have, especially when you're going to continue to have sexual relations with somebody is having that comfortability with yourself. For me, particularly because I'm married, like I shouldn't have to be afraid to be like that. No. Yeah. So having that there is is super important. And I'm actually glad you said that because I still sometimes feel that way where I'm just like, and it's like with my own husband, he's not going to leave me because of it. It's not Mm -hmm. like something that we really rely on. It's the one thing that I want. It's not, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and my previous experiences with it haven't been that great. I just, you know, it's just not something that I prefer. And I don't know that if it is because of those internal feelings that I have of myself compounded with the actual action of it, which is just not satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it's not satisfying, Mm -hmm. it's not satisfying. It, it, it's sad. Like I like it. Mm-hmm. I just, like I said, it still doesn't make it, it doesn't ever happen as easily as these books right. make it seem. Yes. There's no magic, <laughs> you know, like two second. <laughs> there is. And it's a toy. It's and a it's, toy. It's, it's a called the air. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit can do it in a like, you know, solid second. 10 seconds. Second. It's real fast. Yes. Absolutely. Well, yeah, or the ones that suck. Those yeah, that's what. The, yeah, that's what I'm talking air? about. Oh, okay. Yeah, A E R. It's by Dame. It's their. It's their like sucky it's, one. Oh, oh my god. But it's called Air. Okay. It's called Air. Yeah, A E R. It's so fucking good. It's so intense. Oh, I uh, yeah. It's like literally my brain breaks, <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh, the womanizer does the same thing, and I know yeah. that there's a lot. And for like our uh, white elephant sex toy exchange, <laughs> that was actually the toy that I got was a little rose that did Mm -hmm. the suction so congratulations to whoever got that to take that home but i just using it for the first time was Mm -hmm. literally mind-blowing and like dan and i did it together so i was asking i was like what are you doing he's like i'm I'm just holding it (laughs) i'm like what are you doing i'm like hitting him because it's so intense and like grabbing his hair and he's like oh shit and I'm like, no, what are you doing? And I wasn't telling him to stop. I just didn't know how to react no. to it because it was such an incredible, like, a th- it's a whole new it- fucking ball game. Oh my God, you guys. It's the greatest invention. It took, yeah, it, it, it took sex toys to a different, a whole new level. Yes, like, level. you know, nothing, none of the other ones. Are I don't even remotely. touch my other ones. Oh, I keep trying to like play around with other ones because I'm like, well, maybe I don't want it to go so fast this time, right? But then, like, you know, a couple (laughs) minutes and I'm like, where the fuck is air? Where's air? No, for like, sure. Like, get that sucker out here. Uh, like, literally, that sucker is great. Oh, literally, like. Some of the descriptions in these books I've never really understood, like the, you know, I see stars and like exploding, fall apart, you know, like come to pieces kind of stuff like that you read in these books. And I've always been like, whatever, I don't understand what you're talking about. This one, (laughs) that's the first time where I was just like, oh, no, I just fell apart. No, no, exactly. (laughs) It's like your stomach turns in on itself and your body just crumbles. Your, your your appendages all break. Just, everything <laughs> just like it, it's body shat. It's mind shattering. Shattering. And it's like oh, and I love it in the shower. It's the yes. best <laughs> fucking place in the shower. It's seriously because that's what you're not afraid to hold on, even no, though you yeah. wanted to stop me. You're like, no, yeah. this bitch is staying on, and when it stays on, on it's fucking fabulous. Oh, oh my god, it's great, you guys. So you it's use the A E R from yeah, Dame? that's what it's called. Dame, yeah, air. Okay, air. Mine is the womanizer, mm-hmm. and I don't know who that's from. It's it's a nice, fun tool. <laughs> it's super good. 
<laughs> and I'll take it that way. I mean, if that's how it could work in real life with the true tongue, then, you know. Yeah, I'm wondering if I could get someone to just kind of like suckle on the, the kind of like that, make that same kind of. Yeah. I mean, like just here, put motion, this on your nipple. Like, now do it with your mouth. Now do on that there. <laughs> Feel this. Uh, thank you, please. Do that. <laughs> Here, put it on your finger as you're going down there and just follow its motion. Listen, yeah, you can do it. That. Yep, that's good. Because I would like that. That would feel good. Oh, man. All right, good shit. Mm-hmm. That was hot. What? Now I'm all turned I on. I know, me time. too. <laughs> I'm home alone right now. Actually, Ooh. that's not true. I think Deanna's right outside the door now. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Um, do you have uh, a fun fuck fact for us? I do. It's not super fun <laughs> or fucky. But it is facty. <laughs> it is facty and it's important and I you know wanted to share it. So it is February now, which means it's Black History Month, and that's why we did pick Kenya Wright's book, Seduced by Moonlight. And I'm part of what I want to do with this is highlight, let me find it. Okay. So in publishing, there's quite a significant disparity in who gets published and who does not. And so I have a statistics page, a demographics page about authors over the last 10 years and like the breakdown uh, of race for published authors. And it's no surprise, like 80% of published authors are white. Mm-hmm. And it's been holding pretty much consistently for the last 10 years. I mean, it goes back even further, but it, you know, obviously right. it didn't change right. all of a sudden in 2010. <laughs> And then that means that the other 20% of authors is split between Black authors, Asian, Hispanic, and other uh, demographics. So, you know, with Blacks averaging around 5%, same thing mm-hmm. for Asians, Asians are like around 4 and Hispanics between 6 and 5 So there's not a lot of diverse authors out there. They're not the ones being published, mm-hmm. especially by publishing houses, big the big houses that you are familiar with and the ones you see mm-hmm. promoting books and having, you know, books on the seller lists and all of that. So for that reason, it is important to go out and like make the effort to find Mm -hmm. diverse authors and diverse stories. Because I think they're just, you know, it's worth reading somebody else's point of view and getting that story as opposed to the ones that you already know because they're yours. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, to make it relatable. So like when we read Helen Huang's book and she, you know, described her, the family dynamic in one of her characters, I knew exactly what the fuck she was talking about. I was like, I lived that. That is my life. So I had a more personal tie to it, which engrossed me more into the story, immersed me into it. And I loved it so much more because of that. So, you know, for anybody that is looking for that type of tie is good but also just like you said point blank it's important to have that representation and recognize it and And we're probably going to find it with a lot of indie authors too so if you can't find it through the publisher just like you said Mm -hmm. then go out and look for it exactly so like this book is an example kenya published it via amazon Mm -hmm. publishing kindle publishing you know like just with amazon essentially to get the book out she has a lot of other books, so she, I don't know if she's mm-hmm. completely an indie author or if she does have a publishing house for some of her books. I mean, she has a lot of contemporary, so that might be one she's easier, um, she gets published or not. I'm not sure. I can't speak to it entirely, but just know that there's a ton of authors out there that just mm-hmm. tend to be more independent because the publishing houses turn down authors of color and say, your content doesn't fit the our mainstream audience. Mainstream. Yeah audience which is white because you're just catering to white white publishers publish white authors to white audiences and that's not who is everybody who's reading so but that's part of why we try to find as diverse of authorship as we can and you know sometimes Mm -hmm. we're more successful than others but it is it's important and we love reading as many different viewpoints as we can and I'll, i'll share this where I found these demographics, it's zipia.com, and it's just author demographics and statistics in the U.S. It breaks down more than just, it also does like between, uh, it's pretty even split between mm-hmm. males and, and female, like women and men authors, yeah. 50-50. So that's nice. <laughs> um, except men uh, make more. What? Of course Are they do. Are you sure? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> But um, stuff like that. So I'll, I'll share this website. You know, we'll put it up for the episode just to help everyone kind of see see it in black and white. Well, it's in color. It's a graph. 
And then, you know, we love reading as many authors as we can. So if anyone has any recommendations or wants to share people with us, that would be great. We'd love to explore other authors. Of course, we run into the problem. We just sat down to try to plan the next year. And it's like, we only have 26 episodes a year and we have like 30 yes. authors we want to there, read. <laughs> it's always a lot and way too much, but we are always accepting of those suggestions. So, so, yeah. but yeah, you know, read your indie authors, read self-published people and, or some of the smaller publishing houses. I think it's really, mm-hmm. there's great content out there. It's just not necessarily the stuff you see on the, at the Barnes and Noble bestseller table or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, part of the reason why we do this is so that we can help recognize those authors and maybe we can start a cookie trail from here. So you guys can start finding them from Kenya Mm -hmm. or from Helen or from whoever else. So, well, cool. Alrighty. Awesome, awesome. Yes. So should we rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Let's do it. Okay. So overall for me, I think I could give this sex and book an eight. Okay. I think I would have liked a little bit more of the story. I do like all of the background stories, like mm-hmm. the history of the witches and, you know, the fairy tales and things like that. I thought that was a lot of fun. And obviously the sex was good. Oh, and we didn't even mention there's a gay couple of werewolves. Oh my God, there are. In his clan. Yeah. In they're just pack. like on the DL. They're pretending mm-hmm. like the clan doesn't know, but the clan's like, we know you guys are fucking each other. And we're like, uh, we have that sense of smell that you guys do and we smell you guys on each other. So, But yes, that is right. another story I wanted. I've forgotten mm-hmm. their names. What is it? Uh, Zareb and... Zareb. It wasn't Damien. Damien no, is no, no. the one it was in the, love with Raven. It was the um, shaman. Their shaman. Their, their healer. Yes. Their witch almost Sharp. not witch he has a witch parent he does yes i forgot his I name i don't remember yeah but yeah i want to say sherman and it's not Sherman. it is like sherman though it's something like that like, yeah but yeah the two of them are dl fucking and mm-hmm. it's super cute <laughs> it is adorable he's like i'm gonna go uh check uh, on uh, uh Zara Zara. Has a, he has something uh, of mine dude. Um, okay gotta... wink wink go ahead <laughs> sure <laughs> it's cute it it's is super cute and that's a, and this, that's where I, uh, yeah i'm gonna give it a seven too or not two because you give it an eight i'll give it a seven um <laughs> overall too because i really do like it and i want more of this world <laughs> i want more of the stories from like the other pack members i really want their omega story what the hell is his name um Oh, they're the, the the littlest guy. Yeah, the new, the young guy. He's like forty. The one that they make clean. <laughs> yeah. I know, forty year old. The one that they make clean all of their yeah, chamber and she's, pots. She's always trying oh, to. Um, she's like, no, help it's not him. Richard. No, I don't know. I don't remember either. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always like, you can't just make him do all the shit jobs. And they're like, yeah, we can. He's the Omega. That's what uh, happens. And she's like, I'm going to bitch. I'm going to help him. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to change that when I'm uh, when I'm queen. <laughs> Luna. When she's Luna. <laughs> when she's Luna. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it's a solid book. It's not, you know, you know the story. It's mm-hmm. one we always, yeah. we know these stories. But we also, yep. that's why we read them is we love them. <laughs> we don't want you to yeah. go getting all crazy on us so um (laughs) it's a good book the sex is very steamy it's super Mm -hmm. super steamy and it's like overt yeah you know it's not any kind of Mm -hmm. there's no hiding it there's no like no this is the the ones that we crave that we want yeah they're very in your face about the sex yes Mm -hmm. so yep nothing is hidden behind doors no which is what we love no it's all out in the woods (laughs) (laughs) like literally out (laughs) outside the doors Pine needles and squirrels <laughs> all over the place. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. All right. So, guys, for our next book, uh, we're going to continue on with the theme of recognizing Black authors. And this book is called Black Witch Magic by Mila Nix. It's an eyeball book. Eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So there aren't any narrators except for the ones you use in your head. <laughs> so, yeah, join us for that next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to, you know, make suggestions, tell us if we're missing any other authors out there that you want us to listen to or read. Um, you can find us on social media at Shh Dirty Books. That's Shh with three H's. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as long as Twitter exists. <laughs> and you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you can go there, rate, review, subscribe, that would be great. It would help us out a ton. 
Thank you so much, Jim Townsend, for the music. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. This is Say That. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Say That. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.